The twin sisters, Therese and Jeanette Vorman, are some of the more famous faces of Clan Malkavian. In fact, Therese is known to have championed the cause of her clan multiple times, upset about the stigmatization and ridicule they are forced to endure, regardless of their sect membership. If you'd ask Jeanette, however, she'd say that all this is simply another means for her sister to gain power and influence. By playing on people's sense of guilt, and to present her clan as victims and weak, she convinces her rivals to underestimate her. To make matters even more complicated, reputedly Therese has had leanings towards the Camarilla, while Jeanette is loyal to the Anarch cause. Despite this, or perhaps due to it not being public knowledge, Therese is the one called to sit in on meetings between the barons of Los Angeles. It is unknown how old the twins are. But judging from what they have mentioned in passing, they're certainly not much more than 150 years at most. Apparently they had a difficult childhood, Therese being repeatedly molested by their father, to whom she was quite obedient, while Jeanette was allegedly driving their father to drink because of her excessive and unruly behavior. Even so, the two sisters got along fairly well, often playing pretend with each other. The cause of their father's death is unclear, although Therese claims that drinking drove him to his death, while Jeanette instead argues that Therese shot him in a fit of jealous rage after she found him forcing himself upon Jeanette, having confused the two in a drunken stupor. Regardless of the cause of his death, Therese was found by the police and presumably put in a mental institution. At some point when she was a young adult, she managed to escape or was released, immediately searching for and reuniting with her sister. It is believed that somewhere around this time, she was given the embrace by the Milwaukee-based Malkavian Jacob. Jacob later claimed that his brother Esau embraced Jeanette in turn, which he resented him for, seeing the much more unruly sister as a nuisance to the loyal and affectionate Therese. At some point, Therese and Jeanette left their sire for Los Angeles, settling in the Santa Monica area. Therese had a good mind for business and founded the nightclub The Asylum, as well as investing in several side businesses and properties. Jeanette, meanwhile, served as a magnet by attracting clients to the club, using her raw sexuality and charisma to give the club an easily recognizable face. At some point, Therese had earned enough local clout to replace the previous Baron of Santa Monica, Louis Fortier, the Baron of West Los Angeles. That being said, Fortier was also collaborating with the Juan Quay, and it is quite plausible that he was either forced to leave the city, had his barony taken away from him, or even was killed during the conflicts in the Anarch Free State. No matter the cause, however, Therese quickly stepped up to fill the shoes Fortier left behind. In the early 2000s, Therese and Jeanette worked together with a recently embraced kindred to help them find a way to infiltrate a Sabbat stronghold in an old warehouse. Although Baron of Santa Monica at the time, Therese had begun reaching out to the growing Camarilla presence in order to secure a position for herself as prince of the region should the tables turn and Los Angeles fall completely under the sway of the Ivory Tower. As the fledgling was running the prince's errands, Therese had a vested interest in helping them, while Jeanette was more interested in disrupting her sister's plans, angry after years of emotional neglect and patronizing. Ultimately, this interaction would lead the two sisters forming a truce, although they kept this fact to themselves, remaining antagonistic towards each other publicly. This way, Jeanette could befriend forces in LA out of Therese's influence, and both use and undermine them for the sisters' own good. Until the death of Lacroix, Therese kept up appearance as being Camarilla-leaning, while Jeanette got further involved with the Anarch ideals. Another deal they made was that the asylum was going to become a franchise. Therese kept their old location in Santa Monica, and Jeanette was put in charge of her own branch office in Hollywood. 
Interestingly, this concept was so successful that it didn't take long before the asylum went nationwide and then international. Branches were opening up in Europe and Asia, and the Las Vegas asylum has become a massive hit, easily rivaling the success of the Succubus Club. Similarly, there have been clubs opening up in both Chicago and New Orleans. Jeanette has been known to frequent these clubs, often dragging unwitting mortals into her games with her sister. She likes to play with them, spellbound them, and arrange for marriage and all that. But as soon as the fun's over, she will embrace the poor soul and hand responsibility over to her sister, who often, but not always, give these new unfortunate licks a choice. Leave or work here. There is a significant amount of vampires staffing the asylum, which also means that they know how to cater to the tastes of some of their more exclusive clientele. An interesting thing to note is that no asylum is open only for licks or for mortals, instead mingling the two, making it an institution much more difficult for the Second Inquisition to penetrate. And with kindred as powerful as the Vorman sisters running the operation, they are quite talented enough to deal with any issues that may arise. That is a matter that should be mentioned further. Jacob and Esau are of particularly low generation. Their blood is potent and they are but a few steps removed from the founder of their clan. Thus, both Therese and Jeanette have very potent blood, despite their relative youth. This can serve to explain how they rose so quickly to prominence in Santa Monica, but also how Therese is able to influence a prominent member of the Camarilla so readily. Indeed, in the late 2010s, Vannevar Thomas, the Prince of San Francisco, found himself ousted from his city and, seeking refuge in Los Angeles, he declared himself Prince of the City of Angels. Therese, who remained Baron of Santa Monica at this time, met with the Baron of the Valley, Victor Temple, to discuss potentially accepting the Camarilla's demands for loyalty and work from inside to undermine them. But Temple instead chose to declare praxis against Thomas. This move, while bold, also forced the hands of the other Barons who met with Temple, chiding him for using the Camarilla's laws and practices as if he were one of them. During this meeting, Therese held her cards close to her hands, not being very open about her own plans. It would turn out, however, that while she acted relatively passive in the council of the barons, the Mulcavian had already begun to exert her will over the prince, ostensibly suing for peace with him while forcing her strong will through her mastery of dementation on the Ventru, driving him to severe state of paranoia and to a nervous breakdown where his once brilliant tactical mind began to fail him. As for now, Therese is keeping a low profile in the political game of Los Angeles, and Jeanette is more preoccupied with having a good time than getting personally involved. But things might change quickly as war looms ever closer on the horizon. <laughs>